So Nick, I, I'm assuming you did see because we kind of talked about, it, but you saw the short that I posted this morning, right? You muted, buddy. <laughs> I literally clicked unmute too. I don't know why that happened, but yeah, you're short. Uh, hold on, Ref hold on, hold on. I know I watched it. It I was so genuine, is why I put because, dude, I was just going back and like sometimes oh, yeah, at work, yeah, the Jason takes Manhattan. Yeah, your reaction is you are literally so excited about it. Like, it's not even like you were being sarcastic. You're like, I love it. And I was like, this is, I was crying, laughing. It's like, I got to yeah. post this. Yeah, it's become a running joke with uh, our listeners now <laughs> that Nick loves font. Uh, dude, I'll tell you what, I'm a simple man. You know, you put some fire font. And a credit sequence, and I'm all about it, especially, especially like Black Christmas 2019 is a perfect example. It's a movie that I don't like, but at the beginning, <laughs> you're watching, you're seeing that font, and you're like, there might be something here. <laughs> I don't know. Well, what are your top five? Like, no bullshit. I want to do this with you. Top five horror movie fonts. I can tell you one that I love right now is you, the. What is it? What is it? The psycho font where it's the like the slash through the letters of the word, that's fire as hell. I, I love, love that. Scream. I love Scream Three. Um I love Halloween three. Um I really like Halloween five as well. Um A Nightmare I've on Elm Street. The, the sequel I've font's like above me as cool. The saw font, I think the saw font is really cool too. Yeah, like, like the, the W is like the hand, the hand pull mm -hmm. blade thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big font guy. I mean, what what can I say, man? Uh, <laughs> love me a good font. Oh uh, I man, I want to say um, thanks to everybody for the kind words over the last week with the podcast because we had two interviews in a row, which was just not really planned. It just kind of happened that way. Uh, but everybody was just so excited i mean they were like this is awesome so um we're still working on stuff i um i mean nick usually likes to say stuff early so i'll fucking do it too i don't <laughs> care richard ban charles ban's brother who composed richard composed all those scores he did reanimator puppet master uh you name it richard ban did all those scores troll um I have talked to him and he said, Hey, I'm busy, but let me, let me try to find some time. I'll get back to you and we'll make that work. So if I can get Richard band, that's going to be a big deal. So fingers crossed guys, I can uh, make that happen. I'm, I'm just, I'm waiting on him to tell me a, a day or, or a night that we can make that work. And um, if that happens, I'm going to be really excited because I mean, it's, you got great history with him. You got me thinking. I'm checking my email right now to see if I've heard anything new about Ashley Lawrence. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I have not. I have not. Uh, but uh, <coughs> I'm keep. I'm gonna keep the pressure on Antoine. If you're watching, listening, hit me up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, thank you uh, guys for uh, all the support over that. That was awesome. And um, God, the people were. I had a bunch of people like, when is Daniel Farron's going on Spotify? Hurry up, hurry up. I got it up. So in case you're wondering, I got that up a day or so ago. I got to keep exclusivity on YouTube for a couple days. I mean, but I get it up no longer than usually two to three days. So uh, it's up there. So Christian is over here. It's totally lost on him that he's talking about how he gets it up. 
He gets it up in two to three days. It only takes two to three days. It only takes get it up. two to three days. It'll clip me. I don't care. Somebody clip me. <laughs> clip it. Yeah, y'all clip me for fucking font. <laughs> but your reaction was so ge- if, if if you don't know what I'm talking about people stop this podcast for a second go to my short section and just look at Nick loves the Jason Takes Manhattan Fun. he's so happy he loves that toasted vein is the name of that fun <laughs> it's fucking awesome <laughs> it um, is awesome yeah yeah so it's uh, very metropolitan yeah no, yeah, last week's episodes were cool. You know, we normally don't film two episodes in like a 20 in a 48 hour span, but that's what we did because we had guests that could do Monday night and Wednesday evening. So we were like, we're doubling down. And um, I know sometimes it, that can probably make it like one episode might get lost in the shuffle. And, and because there was two uploaded so close together, but the viewership's been decent on them, especially the Daniel Farron's one. I expect that one to be one of those ones that just grows and grows and grows. Evergreen. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, thanks everybody for watching and for the kind words about, you know, everything you Lord knows we're not interviewers by trade or anything like that, but you know, I go through all the comments just like Christian does on, on the episodes and to see everybody be like, you guys ask great questions. You know, you, he seemed like, he enjoyed talking to you guys. And we just want to tell you guys, he told us that. I mean, he straight up told us that. He actually reached out to me later that night. And I didn't send you the screenshot. I probably should have. But he was like, I just wanted to say that, like, I've done these before. And, like, people have only asked me about one thing. And he was like, you guys, I really liked your energy. And I liked your questions. And I, you know, I'd love to come back on sometime. When, mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I implore people, like, legitimately, go check out that movie, The Haunting of Sharon Tate. It's a really interesting movie. I liked it a lot. Um, you can get it on Blu-ray, DVD, really cheap, and I'm sure it's streaming somewhere. I wouldn't doubt if it's on Prime or something. It's a really interesting movie. I liked it a lot. So go check that out, guys. Well, we can find out right now. Christian, The Haunting of Sharon Tate. Watch options. You can watch it for free on YouTube. Really? For yeah. free and- and it's on. Go ahead. It's Did on Prime you? as well. Oh. It was. It's on Prime as well. Yeah, Prime. I remember it was on. I remember it was on Prime. So that's good. Yeah, guys, just check it out. It's a really good. I swear, it's a really interesting, good movie. It's not like a horror horror movie, but it's it's of course dealing with dark subject matter with all that stuff. But uh, yeah, good movie. Um, so anyway, that brings us to tonight. Um. I, I think subconsciously with all the scream stuff that's been going on lately and all the meta stuff, all the meta ask type stuff because of scream and stuff. I was like, you know what? It's time to take the new nightmare journey. I mean, I I've been thinking about, it. I was like, you know what? I, I really, I, I really want to do this. I want to do an episode on this nightmare on Elm street film. I could have gone down the well and been like, Hey, let's do dream warriors or let's do uh, part two, which is my favorite but i want to do new nightmare because number one uh listening back to some of the older episodes we've done i've been critical about the things i don't like about this film but i again i feel like this could be a situation i could be wrong i could actually like this movie a little bit less this go around i don't know uh but i feel like i was giving criticism some things and i was thinking to myself I should probably revisit this again to see if that's genuinely how I feel. So I think the time is right with all the big scream stuff going on because this movie obviously uh, is in that zeitgeist of that meta real world type of stuff. And um, 
I just felt the timing was right to revisit New Nightmare. So that's where we're at tonight. You know. Yeah. Funny enough, uh, Christian, I I watched this movie like a month ago um, when my mom was in town, uh, and she was, you know, she when she's here, she pretty much takes care of my kids, so I can have some time to myself. And uh, I was watching the movie, and she came in near the end and she sits down on the couch. She goes, which one is this? It was like new nightmare. And mind you guys, I've told you all about my mom. She saw the first movie in theaters. She saw Halloween and Halloween two in theaters back in the day. Like, so, you know, that's her wheelhouse, but I don't know if she'd ever seen new nightmare and she's going, that's, that's Nancy. I was like, yeah. And uh, she's like, she died in the third one. I'm like, mom, you, you came in <laughs> way too late for me to try to explain this to you. And then John, she sees John Saxon. She's like, but they're not, so they're not like father and daughter in this movie. I'm like, no, mom. No. She's like, but why is he calling her his daughter? I'm like, it's like a dream now, mom. Like, she's like, you know, like fucking like stop. Um, but yeah, I can tell when my mom is like interested. I feel like she gravitates towards what's familiar. She saw Heather Langenkamp and John Saxon and stuff. And she was like, hmm, this movie might not suck. Uh, same thing with Halloween 2018. She liked it because Jamie Lee Curtis was back. So well, I mean, look, before we get started, I want to ask this question objectively, not necessarily nostalgia, emotions, things like that. Would you say of the 90s, of the big three or even four, that this is respectively probably the best one out of the bunch, meaning Texas Chainsaw 3, Next Generation, Halloween 5, no, uh, excuse me, Halloween 6, H2O, and... Freddy's dead, new nightmare and, and Jason goes to hell. I, I think if it's not the best, it's probably I'm talking objectively, just in terms of absolute production quality, directing the whole kit and caboodle. I'd, I'd say that most people would probably say uh, Wes Craven's new nightmare is the one of the better, if not one, if, the, if not the best of the bunch, I, I'd say, <clears throat> I'd say it's number two. And, uh, I'd say H2O is number one. And that's not because I'm a Halloween fanboy, because you got I'm not a big H2O fan. It's near the back end of my ranking of that franchise. I just think that that movie was <clears throat> a much bigger deal. It was a bigger production. It was, you know, that anniversary. You bring Jamie Lee back. You had Steve Miner. There was a lot of people in that movie with a lot of cred. And uh, it was an anniversary movie. You know, it was kind of like an, an event. So, But I would say I probably like New Nightmare better than h2o but yeah mm -hmm. objectively h2o and new nightmare those are like on an objective level easily the two best out of the big three in the 90s period i love me some halloween six don't don't get me wrong but yeah. it's not on a technical level like those yeah. two movies. all right well let's get started we can talk more about that guys we're gonna be taking the journey as usual you don't need to be watching this because god knows we get off on tangents about life the universe and things around us uh, let me get to the zero zero mark. I'm excited to revisit this, man. It's I can't tell you how long it's been. Um, okay, All right, I'm at the New Line logo about to start. It just it, it's backing out a little bit. The big square for the New Line logo. I got it paused. All right, same here. You <laughs> count it down. All right, three, two, one. Here we go. New nightmare. Um, you know it's interesting thinking about it. Obviously, Halloween was at the right time. Halloween H2O was at the right time in the right concoction 20 years later. And, um, oh shit, I got to turn it down. 20 years later, the whole kit and caboodle, Jamie Lee's back. I almost wonder 
if this movie would have came out in 98, 99, instead of 94, when we're only three years outside of Freddy's Dead, same same thing. Nothing really has to change. You might have to recast the kid because he would have been a little bit older, but would it have been a bigger deal? Would people have missed more, missed Freddy more by this point? Because it really didn't set the world on fire, which is a shame. I don't know. Yeah, and, it, and it's it's not... <clears throat> I've seen some people say, oh, it's the meta angle that they took. No, because a lot of people may not have even known that and they would have still bought a ticket to go see it to figure that out for themselves. I don't think it was the meta thing. I think it was just a little... They didn't give Freddie enough time to breathe. Christian, they had a motherfucking funeral for the guy just a few years earlier. I know. It's like, crazy just kidding. Shit. He, just kidding. <laughs> he's back. And it's like they needed to give it a little more time to breathe, I think. So, yeah, if this would have come out a few years later, yeah, it, it would have been, I think, a much bigger hit. Yeah. I love the, oh, I love the, I want to see this movie, whatever the hell they were doing <laughs> with Wes Direct. Look at, like, Wes is good right here. Like he's in his element as a director. Like, yeah, great job guys. And more blood. Yeah. Um, he, he makes me laugh my ass off later in the movie when he's having the scene with Heather. <laughs> First of all, I want to say that Heather is just gorgeous in this movie. Um, yeah, I, I love, I, I, I've said that I think she's the best in this movie and I'll see if I still feel that way. I probably, I can't imagine. I won't. Um, I don't know. Just yeah, no, this, this is more experience, you know, yeah. at this point. This is her best role, I think. Yeah. And like, I wonder, was this set stuff actually a part of the movie? Like, is, I wonder if this, all this stuff right here, this big set that we're at, is that used at the end of the movie? And it's it's actually part of the set, but they're making it an even more meta thing, like a double meta. You know what I mean? Like right now yeah. that we're because when they're when I guess we'll have to pay attention when we get to the end. If if all that scenery looks the same when they go into the demon lair with Freddy and stuff. I wonder if that's like a double meta. We just because if had. not, what a waste of budget. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like if they didn't use that for other things in the movie, like, holy shit, you built a whole set to like not even use it. Like, mm -hmm. I'm sure they at least repurposed some of it. They would have had to have. I mean you don't build a set that large and just not use it. Right. Um, you know, dude, I, I, I read in there's, there, there's that book I was reading <coughs> slash of the Titans that Bob Shea and all of them really didn't have much, much interest interest in, um, doing another Jason movie when they got the rights for Jason after 89. But, Freddy's dead was successful enough that they were like, well, we need to milk the cow some before we get there. So that got kind of put the green light towards, um, Jason that, goes to hell. Isn't that wild? Like, it's so wild to me that just a few years prior nightmare four came out and made a ton of money, shit ton of money, made money. and then five underperforms, but not, like in an insane amount. Like mm. it was just like, oh, you know, it underperformed so, for a nightmare film. Yes. Yeah. It's and still, then, it was still like just to be, I hate to be that guy, but it was still like way better than like the Halloween's or uh, Friday the 13th during. Yeah. That what time. it do? 20 some odd million. Yeah. I almost think. 30. Yeah. You know? So 
one movie with some diminishing returns and they're like all right we got to kill this guy he's we're done, done. i'm yeah, like crazy. what the fuck halloween was like halloween four everyone's like it was a box office hit yeah it grossed 17 million dollars <laughs> like what what are we talking about halloween five grossed 11 million dollars halloween six grossed like 15 million dollars like what are we even talking about like I don't know. Maybe that's just the difference between Mustafa and Bob Shea. And Mustafa it, it, was like, it made enough to where we can fund another one. Let's do yeah. it. And let's put that in perspective. 15 million in 89 today is, pro is probably close to double that, right? Maybe even a little bit more when you say about 30 million. Yeah. yeah. So what would that, let's compare that with like Scream 6. What did that do opening weekend? Didn't it do like 38 or something? Uh, Scream's opening weekend was 43.5. God damn. Yeah. So it's still, so Scream basically did in its opening weekend what the total of like a Halloween five did and it's, it's, it's complete run. No, it did the total of what Halloween six, five and four did combined. Oh, really? Fuck. Yes. Yeah. God damn. That showed where horror was at then to where it's at now. Now, yeah, yeah obviously, like inflation, it, it it factors into it. Obviously, it's not apples to apples comparison. But even if you factor in the inflation, you're still probably talking about it's still its opening weekend was probably on par with Halloween four and five's combined gross with inflation. Like that's yeah. pretty gnarly. Like horror. I don't know. Certain franchises break through in the zeitgeist, though. And Scream is definitely one of them right now. That's just like it's crazy, man. Is it outperforming yeah. Halloween's right now? The or the Halloween movies? <clears throat> well, uh, it has surpassed. I'm looking it up right now. I know for a fact it's done more than Halloween ends, and uh, it is right now. Uh, I think tied with Halloween Kills. It's at 141.6 million worldwide. Yeah. So Halloween Kills did Halloween Ends did 105. Halloween Kills did oh no 133. So yeah, it's outperformed the last two Halloween. Jesus movies. Christ! And it's tracking. Most industry experts say that they think it's going to end up in the 170 to 180 when it's done, God. which would be not with inflation, of course, but like just raw numbers on the sheet would be the highest grossing screen. Oh my God. Isn't that something else? Yeah. And we still don't have an official announcement for seven. Make that make sense. I'll be a son of a bitch. I know why though. <laughs> I mean, I, I, well, at least I think why is that they're waiting to find out what's going on with radio silence to see if they're going to be a part of it or not. Yeah. Cause I don't think they want to do it without him. You know, we'll see. And then you got to think about Nev if they're going to want to bring her back. Yeah, but uh, I'm sorry. If I'm Nev and they I'm, come to me again, I'm going, I saw how much you made. So uh, what's up, Paramount? Yeah. I mean, and I would expect at the latest or at the earliest, we're looking at 2025. I would expect at least 2025. I doubt they I mean, would. They, they turned around this one in 14 months from five did. to six. So I feel like if we get an announcement over there, I would say by June. It'll probably be out by next fall. But I also think that is dependent on Radio Silence. Maybe they let it breathe for a little bit and let Radio Silence do Escape from New York. That's going to be interesting. 
Because when I heard Kurt Russell was in it, I was like, okay, I'll watch this. They also said they're going to acknowledge L.A. Some people were like, just don't even acknowledge that that existed. And they're like, dude, no, I love L.A. To. Yeah, fucking love L.A. Um, Damn, Heather looks good in it. Like, she does, man. I like her in this movie. I wonder how old she was here. What is this, 93, 94? Yeah. How old was she in the original? She had to be in a baby. 19, 20. 20. Yeah. She's in her 30s here. <clears throat> so I wonder how I wonder how original this idea was, this meta thing, and to this level to actually have her play herself. I don't know. You know, I don't know if I'd seen it at this point. You know what I mean? Can you think of a movie that came out before this that tried this tact? Mm, not offhand. Somebody probably can. But... Yeah, they're going to tell us in the comments. And that's fine. I mean, I just, I'm just do, trying yeah. to, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to think of anything that went this literal. Uh, yeah. that's that's the is that the Pet Cemetery kid? Yeah, dude, that's Miko Hughes. I thought that he had blonde hair in Pet Cemetery. Um, I did too when I was like a toddler. My hair, hair was just like changed? blonde, blonde. Yeah, and it got more brunette as time went on. Same thing with my son; his is getting more brunette as time's going on. But when he was, you know, one and two, it was just blonde as all get out. Like, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> this was five years after Pet Cemetery, also. So, damn, he was a he was an infant then, right? In Pet Cemetery, he had to have been like maybe a year, not even that, or maybe he was a year, right? Because didn't he like well, he walk in that? He talked a lot, so I would say he was at least two. He was born in You're right, yeah. He was born in. 86 so he was three i'll but be filming there. filming it he was probably like you know two two and a half so here's my biggest concern with this movie now that i'm sitting here and watching it is it gonna feel slow because that's yes. that's something that i i've i've in the past i've always struggled with um is that sometimes it just feels slow the third and, act of this movie is really fun. There's a lot going on, but the first act definitely is slow. The second act isn't as slow because you start to get revelations, you get a kill here and there, and so you're like it, things start to become more clear. But yes, the first act, the obligatory, hey, this is Heather Langenkamp, not Nancy Thompson, and this is the real world. It yeah. I because I, I wonder if you know, this is this reintroduction. I like the look of the Freddy in this. It's really cool. But I, I I wonder if it's just a case of it doesn't matter that it's this new entity to the audience. Oh, my God, it's Freddy. I'm so ready to see him. When are we going to see him? When are we going to see him? When are we going to see him? And I, I wonder if I get that, if people have that fatigue with this movie that aren't a big fan of it, too. Although I like it. But I just wonder if, that, if there's a fatigue with that. Like, yeah. God damn it. Just, 
we don't need to ha- build up to this bastard. Let's fucking see him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, the, uh, that podcast that I've talked about before, uh, now playing that movie review podcast, their review of this, which I was surprised. I was actually kind of bummed. All three of them really did not like this movie. They all gave it not recommends. And two of them were really kidding. No, two of them. And one of them's like a Freddy super fan. The one of them gave Freddy's dead a recommend. And he didn't give this one a recommend. But, you know, I get the nostalgia and stuff like that. I know that plays a a part into it. But, um, yeah, one of them called, uh, he referred to Freddy in this movie as Tefcaf. The entity formerly known as Freddy. T-E-F-K-A-F. Tefcaf. Oh, okay. He wouldn't wouldn't call him Freddy when they were discussing this movie because he said he's not Freddy. That is Freddy. I'll tell but you I, why. I love Robert Freddy's fucking England. That's I love why Freddy's Freddy. look in this movie. I love oh, it. Dude, he looks like the fucking part two is still so fucking creepy to me. But this one looks powerful as fuck. You know what I mean? Like he what looks do you think like about he... the, the jacket and the hat? Oh, fucking yeah, same. I, I really, really like love it. it. I really love the big jacket, and it's subtle, but the inverted stripes on the sweater, because on the regular Freddy sweater, it's a red collar, but on this one, they reversed it. And you wouldn't think it would make a difference visually, but it does. It just does. The fact that they reversed it, and it it a uh, whole different whole different vibe to him. But yeah, I mean. <laughs> just jackass limo driver <laughs> i'm i'm liking heather a lot in this movie i just feel like she she's i wouldn't doubt if this is her personality like i she's not like this overly pleasant person like she's a real human being that gets pissy she doesn't like talking to people like you look at this look at this limo driver like and she's just sitting back here like oh god here we go that seems so authentic to me Cause I don't care who you are. Everybody gets pissy and doesn't, nobody likes people. I don't care who you are at a certain level. People just want to be left the fuck alone. And I think that's really relatable here. So character wise, I like her the most in this. It's kind of like the H2O thing for me where Jamie, I feel like that's her personality in that movie. It's like at least half of her her character in that movie. That's just her as a human being. She's snappy. She's, Jamie doesn't seem like the type to be, she's like a, what do you call it? Personality a, she's a, 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 she's a, an alpha, you know, she's when she's in part of a group, she's got that in charge feeling. She has no problem saying, this is what the fuck I think, blah, blah, blah. She's not passive at all. And that, I love that authenticity. Oh, look at the crowd here. (laughs) These kids with these shitty Freddie masks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But anyway, I, I think Heather works killer with the material here. It's just, um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not feeling the drag yet, but dude, when I was a kid, this scene, I remember seeing this scene before really watching the movies and it fucking haunted me because I thought that Freddie just bursted into this television show. It's about to kill everybody. That was the context I thought of as a kid, but I love this part of the movie and seeing Robert out of makeup is killer too. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I agree with the personality type thing. Heather definitely seems like somebody. And I mean, it's kind of proof through her career or honestly lack thereof. She didn't have much of a career. 
because and I feel like that was part of her her choice, honestly. Like I Definitely felt like her choice, yeah. Yeah, she didn't really want to be a movie star and and I don't know. So it's almost like I do believe part of that is real that she's almost like, "Oh yeah, Nancy Thompson. I know. I've heard this a million times." Like, yeah, I I agree with that. I'm trying to decipher what kind of makeup look this looks like. I feel like it's it's closer to 5 than anything. It's got the it's almost got like the 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 shape of Freddy's dead, but the color tone of part five, it's actually a really good look for Freddy right here as the movie Freddy, right? Like I, I dig this one and look, some of the kids have the sequel sweaters on and some of the kids have the part one sweaters on where it's just the red, the straight red sleeves. <laughs> but here's my, here's the thing, Nick, like I love new nightmare Freddy, but you see that scene right there. God damn it. That's my Freddy. So it's just like, there's almost a little bit of a bittersweetness. Where I'm just like, fuck. Look at Robert. He's Robert's a fucking star, dude. Look at him. I love him. Signing autographs. And then she's just like, fuck these kids. Yeah. <laughs> fuck these little bastards. I mean, they want his autograph anyway. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. When you look at, you know, that's the difference, like with I feel like with Nightmare than than Halloween, like the the goat or the white the white whale is always going to be Jamie Lee for autographs and stuff. But with Nightmare, nobody is ever going to have a bigger line. Nobody than Freddy. It's not even close. Then Robert, I don't care who it is, not Heather, not uh, uh, Lisa, not Tuesday, none none of the Dream Warriors kids. Everybody wants to meet Freddy. Well, that makes sense. He's just a star. It makes sense comparatively. Michael Myers doesn't have a ton of personality because he doesn't really emote. And Freddy's all about personality. So it's like, it's easier to get drawn to a character like Freddy because you get to see who he is, you know? And I don't know. The draw in these Nightmare movies, see, it's one thing that that I, I, part of the reason why I like Halloween a lot I think is because they do ask you to get invested in your leads. And that's not necessarily a good or bad thing. That's just a choice. And that's, you know, Halloween, a lot of the time is like invest in this lead, really like this lead. And like the movies you really like, you usually really like the lead and their performance in that movie. But Nightmare's lead is Freddy. So definitely, especially the sequels. I just that moment right there when Heather goes into the new line building and the the, de- the girl at the desk was like, can I help you? And, you know, you know, she's like, I'm here to see Bob. Uh, well, was he expecting you? And she looks at the girl like, you don't know who the fuck I am, bitch. Like I built this place just like, you know, <laughs> look at that. You saw all the Freddy's dead memorabilia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, Bob. Where's the Dream Warriors or Part Two stuff? <laughs> look, it's all. Oh, go look at those. Look at those paintings back there with the inverted colors for Freddy. Mm-hmm. God damn it! I wish I had those. But see, Bob Shea can't act his way out of a goddamn bag. He's terrible. Here's the famous line: "Oh, Heather, kids love horror." <laughs> Dude, I just my knees buckle. <laughs> look at the shit-eating grin he's got. <laughs> Wes is no better. Wes is no better. He's got this shit-eating grin the whole time he's trying to act. And um, it's just clear that Heather is an actress. <laughs> Way better than these jackasses. Oh, yeah, God. Bob is... Uh, it's painful. 
So what's he saying that Wes Craven hasn't been able to make another movie because he hasn't had any nightmares? What the fuck? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> now that Wes is having fucked up dreams again, they're like, let's make a new nightmare movie. Dude, if that's the case, dude, if if I if I wrote a nightmare film every time I had a fucked up dream, dude, every three weeks we'd be in production. Yeah. I have fucked up dreams, dude. And my dreams, like, I don't feel like if you're the same. I can't even describe to you the scenarios of what my dreams are, but the feeling of complete anxiety when I wake up sometimes, I'm like, holy fuck, thank God I just woke up and that was a dream. Like pulse, beating heart, sweating bullets, feeling like you're just about to die. Oh my God. Yeah, my nightmares, <clears throat> my nightmares get really intense. Like I almost always wake wake up from them and be and go like, thank God. And most of the time, for whatever reason, a common theme in my nightmares is that I like killed someone or I committed some terrible crime and I like go to jail and then I wake up and I'm like, oh, thank God that wasn't real. Like, I don't want to I don't want to be in prison. Like, you know, <coughs> something about having Same. my freedom. Like I just that's a really big fear of mine. You know, it's like I know I'd never, you know, do anything like that. But I think that's why I have dreams about it sometimes because it's like, but what if you did? It's like, yeah, no. Yep. Somebody answer the goddamn phone. I wonder if people that are like serial killers have nightmares about like good stuff, dude. You know, like puppies oh, and that's a fucking great question. Kittens, dude. That's a great question. Uh well, yeah. Dahmer, Dahmer loved animals. You know, I'm sure he had a lot of a lot of dreams about animals. I can't help but but he runs through my mind every time I get, especially the other day. When I get ready to watch Exorcist three, it's always like, oh, that's his favorite horror movie. I'm and I never know when, when people they'll comment that to me or they'll say something like, "Hey, do you know that's Dahmer's favorite movie?" What the fuck am I supposed to say to that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, cool. I can't say cool. Like, I know winky face. You know, like really like, just, what just the fuck? play into it. I mean, I guess everybody, even shitty people, have a favorite horror movie. Yeah. yeah. Dude, so I got to tell you a story about something that happened at work today. I'm listening. So this guy comes in, and he's wearing a John Carpenter's Halloween shirt. And uh, what kind of John Carpenter? Hold on, you got to you got to be way more specific. Than it that. was it was just the original poster art, the jack o' lantern and the knife poser. Nobody yeah. wears real fans never wear that crap. Well, I I know. And um, <laughs> I was kidding. I have like seven of them. <laughs> no, I know I have one too, but it doesn't fit anymore. But because uh, I got it in like high school. But yeah, no, he, well, hold on. You say poser. You might not want to retract that statement because uh, I walk up there and I'm like, you know, how can I help you? Blah, blah, blah. And um, I am kidding people, by the way. I really <laughs> swear to God, I'm kidding. Go I ahead. Said, I said, um, hey, man, I, I love your shirt. It's my favorite horror movie. And uh, I showed him my tattoo and he's like, oh, cool. And like, you could didn't recognize that it was the jack-o'-lantern from the opening credits and he just thought it was like a jack-o'-lantern <laughs> and i was kind of so like you just feel like a jackass yeah like like dude like it's it's unmistakable like it, it is literally unmistakable like if you know that movie well you know that fucking jack-o'-lantern so i was like whatever you know minor gripe it kind of annoyed me but he he was uh in town for horror hound he was talking about horror hound he asked me if, if i'd ever gone and i was like no but i went to Scarefest in lexington in the fall and you know that was really cool and 
he was like talking about scream he's like i met all the scream people you know i love scream, scream okay scream, so hey scream. really quick time out time out so this guy is an actual horror fan he's here for the convention but he didn't recognize the halloween pumpkin yes okay Cont i just need to make sure that's the story now continue so now christian now has more ammo to say yeah a bunch of these fucking halloween fans man they're fucking uh, i know i know you're thinking it you don't have to say it i know you're thinking it but um, uh uh-huh but uh yeah no so nice guy but i do kind of hate that sometimes i do kind of hate that because i see someone in the wild you know out in the wild and i'm like oh my god you're just like me and i'm like hey look brother in christ and they're like huh and i'm like you know what you fucking ruined it like you just you ruined it. I thought we were going to have a moment and we'd be able to nerd out a little bit and you just ruined it. So yeah, you almost, or you almost got to wonder, is this a normal guy that just watches these movies every now and again and enjoys them? And he doesn't watch it enough to remember exactly what, it, what the fucking pumpkin looks like. You know what Dude, I mean? With that though, I will tell you right now, I am not owning a t-shirt of something I don't really like. I'm just not, I'm not, not at this age in my life. I buy t-shirts of stuff that I really like. Fair you enough. Catch me walking around with a Mean Girls t-shirt. I like the movie Mean Girls. I fucking love that movie. I don't. Yeah, but it's not something I'm watching every year and I'm obsessing over. So I'm not going to be wearing a fucking t-shirt of it. I don't say you have to obsess over shit to wear a t-shirt. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's like if I walked around with a Metallica shirt and it's like, oh, what's your favorite Metallica song? Master of Puppets. Okay, can you name me five Metallica songs? Master of Puppets, Inner Sandman. Do you, what, like, you know, let me ask you this. What do you hate more, Nick? The people that wear the shirts that don't know the bands or the people that say, name five songs? Because can you agree that they're both cool. kind of jackassy? They are jackassy, but one of them is jackassy <clears throat> in the sense of like, at least they do know the band. That's why they're asking for you to name songs. It's it's such a fucking dick move, and it's you make, you're a douche nozzle if you do that. But at least it says... I actually know their work. Okay, cool. But don't be a poser that's like, I'm a huge fan of this. Like, I saw that shit in high school, man. Everybody would wear those Walmart Metallica Master of Puppets shirts. And there's nothing wrong with wearing that shirt. It's a great album. It is a great album, an all-timer. But please know more than just the fucking song Master of Puppets. Please. It's so, <coughs> such a good album. Like... I don't know. I mean, it's like, I feel like you're almost doing yourself a disservice. Like, listen to the whole thing. You, you'll you really like it. If you like the song, Master of Puppets, there's going to be a lot of songs on there you really like. But Yeah. I, well, there's, there's, I think there's just scenarios where stuff becomes more, as much of a brand as anything. And, I mean, Kiss is the same way. There, I'm sure there's a ton of people that get Kiss shirts because they like the shirts. They probably couldn't name you a Kiss song. Um. And the Beatles, goddamn! I feel bad for oh. people that are real Beatles fanatics, and they just see people wearing Beatles shirts all day, and they couldn't even tell you, like, you know, like, hey, do you like George Hamilton's solo record from '87 or something? Like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, you know, yeah. and they don't know that that's that was a fucking member of the Beatles. Like, it, it's Sydney loves the Beatles, and like I'm, I ask her all the time, I was like, does it annoy you that? a band that you love is a brand. And it's like, you just see people wear the stuff all day long while you actually listen 
God, she made me spend a fortune on all these goddamn Beatles records too. But I like, mean, can we talk about that though? Because the Beatles and Metallica are both brands, and that's why Metallica gets memed so much because they were a brand for all these like casuals. But the Beatles don't get memed like that. Like they're the same way. How many stoners did you go to high school with that wore the same fucking Abbey Road T-shirt but couldn't name you two Beatles songs? But the so like I never understood it. Like that was kind of it was always kind of shitty that I, I Metallica was my favorite band growing up, like my entire life. So when I was in high school and I was wearing Metallica shirts and <clears throat> you know my favorite Metallica shirt I had was my Kill 'Em All shirt. And it was great too, because I knew none of those casuals knew that album. None of them, like not a single one. And I'm like, yeah, there's your Justice shirt. There's your Ride the Lightning. There's your Master. But it's like, cool, great albums. But like, it's your favorite song off Kill 'Em All. It's like, the fuck is that? It's like, exactly. Yeah. But uh, I think the difference is you, you say, why, why did the Beatles, that why did, why wasn't there such hell for that? Well, I think it has to do with the type of music too. And metalheads, dude, they're going to be a lot more vocal about a band like Metallica getting branded and seeing regular people just wear the shirts. Like, you metalhead kids are like diehard and they're like protective of shit almost to a fault. So I think that's the difference. You think my wife's going to walk up to some fucking. 16 year old kid wearing an uh, a, a Abbey Road shirt and say, Name the fucking members, you bitch. <laughs> no, fucking and poser, I, and I, bitch. You know what I mean? Let, let me just say to you guys, I am not advocating that you do that, nor do I think it is a prerequisite to wear a fuck what y'all shirt. do. I don't think you need to be like <laughs> fucking Nagamato. Yeah, but I just think that we should normalize. I don't know. It's like the same thing as putting decals on your car and stuff. Wow, that's horrible CGI. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's 94. No, you think, no, why even CGI that? Just get some fucking polyester. Get a fucking, sh- that shot didn't need to be, look, it's a, sta- it's a, it's a, it's a solid short shot. Why couldn't they have gotten an actual seat that they could have a close-up shot and doesn't even have to be in a vehicle, right? Just have a close-up. Look, you don't see any part of the vehicle on that shot. Why even CGI that? You know what I mean? No, no need. No need. Maybe why it was even CGI? for time. Maybe it was time. Maybe it was for budget. I mean, who knows? Who knows? But God damn, that a brutal death, though. Yeah, I I really dig that death. But yeah, gutted too. I just uh, yeah, no, I I, God, I couldn't tell you how many conversations I had with friends and and just acquaintances throughout high school about the Big Four. You know, being a Metallica guy. Everybody, if you're a fan of anybody else in the Big Four, like a, a bigger fan it's like a prerequisite. You have to shit on Metallica. Like I had a buddy that was like he, Slayer was the one for him out of the big four. Oh, I can't even listen to Slayer. Not, neither can I. And I'm like, they're the one out of the big four that I think doesn't belong personally, but okay, whatever. And it was always like, Oh yeah, well, you know, sonically, there's so much more intricate and everything. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I can't yeah. Listen to their music. Let me tell you something. You want to have a good laugh for all the musicians listening Go listen to a Tom Araya, uh isolated bass track from any of the songs. He barely hits any notes, which is fine because he's also singing. But, dude, compare that to what James Hetfield does. Downpicking fucking Master of Puppets for seven minutes and singing. It's fucking insanely. It's so fun. 
I I can listen to some Slayer. Don't get me wrong. Like South of Heaven, I like that song and stuff like that. But a lot of it is just jumbled shit to me. I'm an Anthrax cat. I love Anth. That's my favorite. Uh, I'm a big Anthrax fan. I love Belladonna's vocals, and um, they're like the Simpsons to me. They they have a quirkiness to a lot of their stuff, and I love I always, Anthrax. I always hated too because I've always liked Megadeth. And like, I always hated being a Metallica guy because like people would be, it's, it's almost like they feel like you, you're going to hate Megadeth and like, oh, you just took Dave Mustaine. So that's why you pick Metallica over Megadeth. Megadeth is so much more sonically intricate and, and, you know, there's just so much more going on in their music. And it's like, well, yeah, but that's Dave Mustaine's thing. Like he's a really talented guitar player. Like it, it, it makes sense that they, <clears throat> they were never as mainstream as metallica and part of that is because their sound isn't as accessible it's still very yeah. accessible they're huge but um also it's the vocals thing I, I i just think james hetfield's a better vocalist that's not to say that mustaine's bad but he has a very specific style and, it's an acquired taste there's yes. no i and like i like dave there's no denying it and the fact of the matter is dude mustaine saw what metallica did in my opinion and then they they not mimicked it but i think it was a natural i think a lot of it was natural both bands started slowing down this the like when you get to intercent when you get to the black album if you look at the megadeth in the 90s dude those three records that they did like if you look if you listen to rust in peace it's not not there's obviously holy wars is a fucking bullet train but there are songs that get slower on that then countdown to extinction it's not it's not a fast record a lot no, of it I, is just groove and then when you get to euthanasia which is a fucking amazing megadeth record euthanasia is such a good record it's it's none of it is fast none of it it's all mid tempo stuff but the black album was so fucking big it didn't even like they didn't stand a chance to break that glass ceiling they did no. not stand a chance. There are songs on Euthanasia that I think are better songs than some of the stuff that than some of the stuff on the Black Album or Fuel. Some of those songs are fantastic songs, I, but it, the Black Album was so fucking big they toured it for like four years. Yeah, and I always <laughs> took issue with people's criticisms of Metallica with the Black Album because people said that they sold out with the. Yeah, they no, did they every didn't. fucking night. <laughs> yeah, they they did not sell out with the Black Album. They, no, they, they had started, the best producer in the world, Bob, yes. Bob Rock. They you When know. they tried to sell out was Load and Reload. That's when they tried to experiment a little bit and kind of go into a different sound. And it didn't work for them. And that's why it didn't last very long. A lot of people like those albums. And there's a lot of tracks like Low Man's Lyric on Reload is a fucking awesome song. I, I love. Like in, yeah. I like I Until It song. Sleeps. That's a creep. Oh that's, a, that's a song for me that works. Yes, it is it's a banger. Creepy. but. There's yeah. songs on both of those albums that you're like, this isn't Metallica. This is weird. Like, and then obviously you had Stanger. Um, I know it's Saint Anger, but um, yeah, Saint Anger was Saint Anger was a really weird time for the band because like they were trying to find a new bassist. Um, at the time, James and Lars fucking hated each other. Lars like, was such a little bitch. Oh yeah. Oh God, and, I can't stand him in that documentary. To me, that whole of, yeah. thing is embarrassing. I understand that fans like seeing the behind the scenes stuff like that. I would never put myself out there like that. Well, also, Lars, I know you know James really well, but he could eat you, eat you. 
Like, dude, my uh, when, dog could beat Lars's ass. I, when I'm seeing them argue, I'm like, do you really want to go this route, Lars? Because like, if you piss James off enough, like he could eat you. But I don't it know. Is I just clear to me that James is a control freak, though. It, but honestly, honestly, a lot of times in those really big bands, the front man is. You just don't always see it, and some of them are worse than others. But a lot of times, you hear about it all the time. As time mm-hmm. goes on, when stories come out about bands from past band members, it's always, it is always the front man. Oh, the front man, he was a control freak, you know, everything had to be his way and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, some are worse than others. But to an extent, I think they earn that right. Because a lot of those front men go like, without me, this band would not be the same. And that's just a fact. Like if Metallica didn't have James Hetfield, they ain't selling out like they are now. <laughs> it's just not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so... All this metal talk has me. I want to say to all the real ones out there. Holy shit. That's Freddie. And oh, God, that was a great shot. Holy mm. fuck. God, that was creepy. Sucked him right through. That's good shit. Like, would Judas Priest be the same without Halford? Fuck no. I no just way. read his autobiography, dude. It was really good. God damn, it was really good. Do you remember when everyone was like shocked when they found out he was gay? I'm like, did you ever see a live performance of Judas Priest? Like ever? Just a video of it? Yeah. Well, he that he was, was a very thing. eccentric man. He, yeah, he 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 was visibly his band knew, even though he never openly said it. He in the book he says he never openly said anything to them about it, but they just knew, and it was completely understood, and they never had a problem with it. They just like Queen. With Freddie you know. Mercury. Um, but that goddamn, if, if people are into those autobiography books, listen to, I listened to Rob's autobiography uh, audio book and it was, God, it's such a good read, such a good read. He, when he left Priest in the late 90s, he did a band called Two and it's spelled the number two W-O and New Metal was fucking massive at the time. He got John Five on guitar put out this record in 97 or 98 listen to a song called uh i am a pig from two and it's rob halford's new metal band it's a fucking banger it's so good i never knew about it until he talked about it in the book but that's a fantastic book i'm a fucking i love priest too but those records with that guy that they got ripper owens tim ripper owens that dude's voice is fucking crazy too and uh, Jugulator got- is a killer record, but he Rob says he's never listened to the records till this day. Ref- yeah. He can't do it. Good records, but yeah, I mean you got to have Rob back. It's crazy. Um, you know, I've I've always commended Journey for getting someone that sounds exactly like Steve Perry. It is wild how well. Like it, it's just like if you just listened to it and you didn't see the guy, you could be tricked. Yeah. Like it's damn good. But a lot of times you can't get that. Like, I'm sorry. I used to love three days. Grace. I do not like their new singer. I can't, I cannot listen to new three days. Grace. It's just, it doesn't sound like three days. Grace it just doesn't No, They had one, they had a couple of good songs. Isn't that the brother to the bass player or something? The I don't know. I don't know. But I remember I heard one of their newer songs and I was like, who is this? And I looked, I'm like three days. Oh my God. No, like just no. Yeah, I got to see them a couple times back in the day with Adam. This was during the 1X era. Dude, that record, me and Sydney, whenever we drive home, we go to visit our parents sometimes in the weekend. It's like an hour drive, and we go shopping and stuff. And we always pick an era of music to listen to. 
and the last time we were driving home, we were listening to mid 2000 stuff and we were listening to one X and stuff. Dude, that record was fucking it like killed emo at the time. I'm, I remember like when one X came out, dude, that record was so fucking big. Mm-hmm. Every you turn on the radio, you were, and it was hit after hit animal, uh, never too late pain riot. riot. The singles kept coming half the ra- record was singles and they, it just wouldn't go away. It was fucking insane how big that record was. Yeah. And that was yeah, a good no, time. I got to see that album was- twice. That album was huge <laughs> for my formative years, but it's it's like I think Lincoln Park made the right decision after Chester died. Mike Shinoda was like, "We're not going to make new music. Like, we're not going to get a new singer. We're just not going to do it." And yeah. I, I think that's the right decision. Him. You're not no. replacing him. No. And uh, I remember, didn't Shinoda do? He did some goddamn record in like 2005 or something, and it was like this digital rap thing well you you know yeah. what it's called i don't know what it's called but i have listened to it i, I wasn't a big fan i um, just remember mtv was trying to push that shit down everybody's throats and yeah and shinoda's a really good producer like he does a lot of like he produced still alive or uh demi lovato's song like for scream six like he's he still does a lot of work in the industry as like a producer and a co-writer on songs and stuff and obviously it's it is so wild to me i guess it's not that wild but like I got to imagine Lincoln Park has dozens of unreleased tracks over the years. They've oh, released you know two it. over the past month that were from the Meteora era. Both of them are awesome songs. It's a and perfect both, record. Yeah. And they both tracked it number one on, on the rock charts after they were released. And it's like, so Lincoln Park releases unreleased tracks from 20 years ago after not having new music in six years. <clears throat> and they're tracking number one. And these dudes are getting fat paychecks again. And it's like, Honestly, you don't need to make new music. Go through every era of your music, find unreleased tracks. Yeah, remaster them, mix them a little bit, and just put them out there. Like, I honestly can't get enough of uh, Chester's vocals. I I, he was one of the most talented vocalists I had ever personally listened to. I I think his range was insane, and uh, the way he could turn on the the growls and the and the just the guttural like screams. And he could go from like a falsetto into that and then out of it, like so smoothly live. It was just like, how do you do that? Like another person that does that is M Shadows from Avenged Sevenfold. I think he has really good vocal control. And, uh, but I did not like their new song that came out like two weeks ago. Speaking of Avenged Sevenfold, during the 2006, 7, 8, 9 era, I, I always liked City of Evil to me is like an amazing record. I love it. That was like, I always would say, don't mind the band. Band's great. Can't stand the fans because they were so flamboyant. All of them had the chain buckles, belts, and the death tattoos. Oh, dude, the, the fans, you could see them a mile away. <laughs> a mile away. I still, I still maintain that their best album is their self titled from 07 that that album has so many bangers on it afterlife um is everybody yeah. knows i like city of Scream. evil dude city, no, of, city evil. of evil's awesome city of evil has arguably my favorite song they've ever done which is mia 
MIA is an amazing song. I is love that the that one that goes, Can't you help me as I'm starting? No, no, what which one is that? That, that was that's uh Beast and the Harlot. Um, MIA is a dude, I know what you're talking about. It starts out with like a clean guitar part. Yep. Bum 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 ba da na bum 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 ba da na Oh dude. That yeah. record is so Staring raw at too. The carnage, praying that the sun Dude, would oh never my God. rise. Yeah, and, and it just picks up too, like bow, 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 nah, nah, that awful. album. Yeah, that album is mixed so raw and natural. You get the classic Orange County sound and drums. That's my favorite record that they did. Did you I ever know. hear their first two, uh, "Waking the Fallen" and "Sounding the Seventh Trumpet"? Their first two albums. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my my they brother like, raised that's me when on they all were that like stuff. emo. They were like metalcore in their yeah. early years, and that stuff is insane. And you get a lot more of Jimmy's vocals, the the rev, the drummer, right. and his vocal. He man, that dude could have guttural screams that sounded like a Super bat talented. was being raped. Like it was insane. Yeah, I remember when Chapter Four came out. My brother got it opening day. He raised me on all that stuff, and then I think a lot of fans were like this. They got Chapter Four because that was somewhat of a breakthrough for them. Then they went and found sounding the seventh trumpet or whatever it's called the first record. And there were some good, there was some good stuff on that, but um, the chapter four record, whatever that one's called waking the fallen. I just remember mm -hmm. chapter four, the song, the big song, Dude, uh, that record was that I, I, if I had a dollar every time me and my brother played that CD back in 2005, six, I'd be rich. My favorite song every on that day. record is a uh, second heartbeat. That song. Yeah. It goes so hard. Like great. Record. The rev. The Rev was an incredible drummer. He was he was so talented, man. He was so I like good. The, I had to, I like I like the, the my favorite member of that band is a singer though. Dude, his voice is amazing. M Shadows, yeah, yeah. Which is funny, you know. These guys have all these stage names. His name is Matt, but he just goes by M. At least it's like you know, it's just short for his first name. Like some guys have these stage names that have nothing to do with their actual name. His name is Matt, so he's like, my stage name will be M. Okay. I dig that though. Like you know, no, I, I do. You may I as do well too. go with uh, stage names. Johnny Christ. <laughs> yeah, Sinister Gates. Oh man. Yeah, they really broke through though. Like obviously, they're self-titled, and and City of Evil were big, but Nightmare was their album that just every person that claimed they like rock music was like nightmare is insane. And part of that was because the rev died while they were making that album. So it yeah. definitely helped their notoriety that that happened. But nightmare is an, as an album has some good songs on it, but it's hard for me to listen to nowadays just because yeah. a lot of it's just not even sevenfold. I like buried alive a lot. I love that song on that album, but yeah, you got songs like Nightmare and Welcome to the Family that were overplayed to death on the radio and you're just I like, wasn't oh. a big fan of that. Yeah, I remember listening to that record and um couple good songs on it. Yeah. I understand bands evolve and they change and they write differently and structure stuff, but I really dug that uh I didn't even want to call it over the top, man. Like when you listen to uh Beast and the Harlot, it's almost like like it sounds like a fucking casino going off with all the guitar shit. Like it, you know, I love it. God damn. But the there's lyrical. such a simplicity to the base of the songs. There's three chords in the chorus, da -na 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 -na, but you got all the guitar work. So God, it's just melody city in those songs. I love Dude, it. I even goes city from like evil. the guitar work in that song is like, even in the chorus where it's like, do 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 And, but then you've got like in the background, just like, like it's fucking insane. It's insane. Like all of that stuff is happening at one time. It's like, 
man. Yeah. So, so good. So good. I, but yeah, I don't know if you've checked out their new song called nobody. I I did. I I did. I was not a fan. I got to warm up to it. If anything, I mean, I didn't like the, the record in 07 for a while. Cause again, I came from the, you know, I was that typical stereotypical, Oh, they lost me when they got simpler and they stopped screaming, blah, blah, blah. But then I ended up really liking the 07 record. I really uh, liked their last album, The Stage. I thought technically that album was insane. Was that like, the one that had uh The Stage on it? Um, it had um fuck uh Sunny Disposition, Wash- Paradigm, like so many good songs on an album. Maybe it's the one before that, Hail to the King and stuff like that. And I like that record. That is an album that took me some time to warm up to because that was just a straight up hard rock album which is something they had never done before. So when they first came out with Hail to the King, and it's just very simple, like, it's like Black Album. Just Yeah, I was kind of like, this isn't a Vince Sevenfold. They're supposed to be shredding all over the place and screaming and shit. And then I got used to it, and I was like, I like this, though. They can do just like straight hard rock. Like, they can. They can. Um. Here we go, guys. We're still now, watching New Nightmare again. I get like this part of the movie. I'm, 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 I'm enjoying the film, but it's just it's a slow burn for at this point for me. And um, it's not not uninteresting, but that shot of Freddy grabbing the kid in the casket is gonna stick with me for a couple of days. That shit was fucking creepy as shit. God damn. What do you think of the? Are you? A, I'm a fan of the glove too. That looks like bone almost. I like that brilliant i mean i got zero complaints with the design and i love robert right here i mean the whole thing's a little silly to me like he's just all of a sudden like he's been painting this thing but now all of a sudden it's just like he's seeing it for the first time while he's been painting this goddamn you know tough calf no that's oh yeah there it is what about the theory and i've never heard this theory but i'm just saying we don't see or hear from Robert from this point, right? That was the end of Robert in this movie. I think so, yes. What if Robert got possessed at this point to be Freddy? And that's what happens. And it's not necessarily... There There was this entity of Freddy, but he's using the body of Robert now as the conduit. But then again, would Robert still look like Robert or something? I, I don't know. Because like, I know the big thing is... A lot of people will say, why didn't we get to see Robert and this new Nightmare Freddy cross paths? Could be a number of reasons. I don't know why. Uh, maybe that it never crossed Wes's mind to want to do that. Maybe or was, he left hey, you got enough to do. on purpose. I, I think so, too. I think so, because I was listening to our last and I don't mean I don't mean to I don't mean to throw you under the bus by this. But I remember you you thought it was just bad writing. The last time we talked, this was this was when we talked about this on the ranking the looks of Freddy's. And you said, I think it's bad writing. And I can understand how you could think that, but I, I really think Wes is way too smart to just like be like, oh, I'm not gonna do anything with this in a sense of like not think like it didn't cross his mind. I think it's logistics. Like I really do. Like you it's like Robert has so much shit to do in this movie already. How are we gonna pull this off? This is new line. They have to film six weeks of stuff in three or four. You know how that shit goes. You know, I, I think you could agree to give Wes a lot more credit than that. I would 
I would amend that statement and say that it's not bad writing, but I would stand by that it's one of two things. It was either intentional to create ambiguity or it was just an oversight, which isn't necessarily bad writing. It could have literally just been an oversight happenstance. Like that doesn't mean it's bad writing. I I, I would agree that I think it's either left ambiguous on purpose or it was just um, an oversight, you know, something that just slipped through the cracks. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean bad writing. Bad writing would be to try to explain it and have it be completely unbelievable. You much rather leave it ambiguous. I I do, however, I don't agree. I've seen a lot of the theories, and I'm pretty sure Wes talked about it too. This this demon is not Robert, and and like uh, whether he intended it to be ambiguous or not, I, I don't know. But it's not Robert, like. It, but it's it obviously takes that form of Freddy Krueger because of what it's trying to do to Nancy. I mean, that's her that's her real life demon in those movies. So it's almost like I dig this look, and you don't like this look, and you know what I mean. Like that's really what the impetus was there. But so I don't think it's bad writing. I mean, but I will say, I think Wes works a lot better sometimes when he's not a sole writer on something. I, I think he's a better director than he is a writer. And uh, I think the Scream movies are evidence of that. Um, you know, some he, that's not to say he doesn't have good writing, uh, you know, good scripts that he's written. He does. But I think Wes is best when he's able to be the just a director. Like, that's that's what he's best at, I think. Yeah, I mean, clear and clearly, when you give him good material, he's, you know, off to the races. And, <laughs> I mean, look, when the guy's left to his own devices, too. I mean, he's he's shoved out some fucking bangers. Yeah, uh, but I also think some directors have their time. You know, whether it's just like bands. I mean, um, look, Romero didn't really have any major successes. After, I don't know, The Dark Half, which is a great movie. That was 92. You know, Toby Hooper never had any major successes, breakaway successes, after, I don't know, maybe you could look at Life Force or something. Maybe some stuff in the early 90s I'm overseeing. Uh, I think everybody's got their time. And with Wes, but Wes is a little bit of a different situation, I guess. He got it. He got what do you call it? Like, like I call it Scream his comeback album. But it's like yeah. when you look at this movie, it's like this is still classic as fuck. It this isn't like a like Wes had fallen off the wagon. I think he falls off and gets right back up a lot, you know. And it, like some of his movies are just fucking bad. Like Hills Have Eyes too. The Hills Have Eyes too. But he, I understand. He said he did that because he needed money. Yeah. And look, I'm a Deadly Friend fan too, but I'd be hard if, if I can't imagine anybody that says, "Oh, Deadly Friend's a great movie." It's just really charming, a really charmingly ridiculous movie that it's on the surface preposterously dumb. You know, uh, yeah. it, the whole thing is silly, but people love that basketball scene, and uh, I love Deadly Friend too. It's just it's it's junk food. Um, but this movie, it's like it's legitimate. It's so legitimate. Like it's one of the it's almost I almost feel like New Nightmare. It's one of those things where everything is so 
you remember how West described the scream mask and still screaming? He's like, if you, we needed to redo the, we re, we needed to redo the ghost face mask to avoid copyright problems with fun world. So I'd had the guys do stuff. And even if it's like when they would do stuff, just if they changed something just a touch, it just wasn't as good. I yes. feel like new nightmare. Everything is perfectly right but the wheels just aren't spinning fast enough for me. And that could be my taste. I, I can see some people being, cause I know people that this is their favorite one. That's awesome. I like this movie. Everything is so right about it. I just wish there was more excitement. And it's Lynn Shay. Mm-hmm. I don't I didn't remember her being as, of course, Lynn Shay's in this, but I don't remember her being, I just wish this movie was moving a little bit faster. That's, that's it. You that's know, it's only, like, that- it's missing this tiny ingredient for me. That's the only complaint I've ever had with this movie. I like this movie too. Um, I always have. I understand why some people don't. And the reason why some people don't is what you're describing. And what is my one and only really complaint with this movie is like, it, it does take a little bit to get going. Like it just does. And I understand that. I guess that is necessary to a degree because like, you are telling a new story. Like it, it, like literally we technically speaking, we've never been introduced to Heather Langenkamp. We knew Nancy Thompson, you know? So like technically speaking, you have to retell a story. You have to tell a new story now, but I do feel like we could have, I don't know. We could have added a few more things in here to spruce it up. And I don't even know if it's necessarily more Freddie. That could be an answer for sure. I just don't know. It feels slow. Just feels slow. Yeah. But I'm All so right. invested in Heather in the movie. I, I I think they set her person out. They set her up in such a great way where she's dealing with the limo driver. She's dealing with uh, you, you clearly like the whole movie seems like a metaphor of like, you know, Freddie is always going to be her blessing and a curse she can't escape it she's always dealing with it so then it like comes to fruition with an actual fucking freddy and like i i get all that and that's awesome um i do find myself craving for this motherfucker to show up though i'm ready for him that god damn it dude that shot of him in the at the funeral was badass i forgot about that shot and that shit i still can't get out of my head it's creepy as fuck could you imagine if that shit happened? Even no. if it wasn't Freddie, like, like if, you, dude, I saw a TikTok the other day. It's not funny, but it was funny. Like, it's one of those things you're really not supposed to laugh at. It was a funeral where these guys were getting ready to drop the casket into the hole, and the thing snaps, and the poor casket goes down, just like in the movie where we saw. And the people are, no! oh God, Mama, no. Yeah. Yeah. I sent that to Sydney. She's like, Chris, that's not funny at all. I was like, it's not, but that's why it's funny because it's not supposed to be funny. And let me tell you something. If (laughs) y'all saw some of my group chats, you you would see of things that you're not supposed to laugh at. So that's every see, Nick. I'm 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 a thousand percent convinced. Everybody is this way. Everybody has six sense of humors, but they keep it locker room with their close friends and stuff. And that's probably the way to do it. There's stuff me and you laugh at that is fucked up. 
but everybody <laughs> yeah. does literally that's how howard stern took over the world because he all the stuff that we all laugh at we know it's not really funny but it is he made a career out of it because yeah. everybody has yeah. sense of humors about crazy shit we all do you know but it's just like some stuff we have to keep locker room you know and that's just the way yes. the world yes you know yeah there's donut in is that what she get a coffee from what the fuck is donut in it's a in <laughs> where you can buy donuts <laughs> i see that <laughs> look at that she's got the phone the, the the car phone how much did that shit cost in the 90s oh back in the day that was not cheap I mean, I'm assuming that the phone is part of the vehicle. It's powered by the vehicle. It gets its energy source from the from the car. But where's the receiver? Where's like, like you know, because like back in the day, your cell phones had the big fucking antennas and shit on them. And I don't know. I've never reached. I got to look into that. Do they? Can you still get a, a car phone? <laughs> I'm I, assuming not. I, I don't know. Like if you go buy like a nineties, like a ninety three fucking Lincoln something. God, Funny Wes thing is, is that, motherfucker. Yeah, this was Wes's actual house too. God damn, look at it. Mm -hmm. That's why he did Hills of Eyes too. Yeah. God, Wes is just such a lovable dude. Like that's he, he that that some that he has what George Romero has. George Romero has this fucking lovable and and I always the both eras of George Romero are great. The old school George Romero, the the fluffy heavy set George with the short long hair on top with the big beard and then you had the old man George with the giant black glasses and the long white hair. Both eras of George are just fucking amazing. Wes always kind of seemed the same though. Like just kind of like the friendly old, like the friendly grandpa. Like, he looks like the grandpa that like will play, you know, fucking Mario brothers with you or something. Yeah. But look, look right here. This is what I'm talking about. He can't lose that shit eating grin. <laughs> it's stuck on his face. He can't close yeah. his mouth. He's got this. I don't know why, as the director, he would go. Yeah, I need to be in this movie. I need well, to that's have this it's moment. It's got. He's got to. He's got to be in it. He's got because yeah, it's part yeah, of the story. No, I know. I know. You know. It's not like with Heather's husband. You know, the husband was like, "No, no, no. That's a death curse. If I act in the movie with my wife, we'll be divorced in a year. That's just like that's unwritten Hollywood law. We can't be a couple in a movie. It's death. Like I get that." That Chris guy, I think is his name, Chris something. But it's like you can't have a, another actor play Wes right here. But Ashley I mean, Kutcher look, and Mila Kunis. Yeah, that, that's true. But I mean, look, it's very endearing to see Wes in this now that he's no longer with us, and that's sad, man. It's sad. I I do wish Wes Wes was still around. Could you imagine if he was still alive? You think he would have been directing those Scream movies? You think he would have yes. passed the torch? No, he would have done it. Yeah, 100%. He wanted to do a whole new trilogy after 4 came out. That's what he wanted. Fucking Weinsteins, though. Um, you you want to you mentioned something before we got started I wanted to talk about. Um 
<coughs> you're going through some uh, changes with your setup and movie players and uh, 4K stuff. So you said you didn't have a you don't have a player right now for your disc. So you bought this movie and you said it wasn't on any streaming service. No, that could be an interesting thing. I don't think that and this could be totally wishful thinking. These were on HBO for the longest time. They they had all of them. There could be a chance they're pulling these movies off because they're in the process of hopefully remastering these movies to then be on disc and then on physical and then on streaming again. Could be wishful thinking, but if I'm right, about fucking time. I pray to God. Because that makes sense to me. If they pulled them and they're going through the process of remastering these films because once they remaster them you know that those remastered versions are all going to be on they i mean when the scream factory movies come out they get re like uh, you if you watch sleepaway camp on youtube you're seeing the the scream factory remaster blu-ray version of that on you if you want to go rent on youtube so I, I i hope that this means that those films are actually getting remastered as we speak and that's why they're off of the streaming sites i pray to god that's what it is that that'd be awesome you know pray to god the flying spaghetti monster cthulhu whoever you pray to i mean it'd be awesome i mean but honestly kind of like you it's getting to a point where it's just kind of like not it's not even just like a new movie or, or anything literally nothing is happening with nightmare like they can't even give us remasters like nothing is happening and it's just kind of like it's really frustrating. And I know that Brad from Bloody Disgusting had told me that it's a rights thing, but this rights situation isn't as complicated as Fridays, and we're getting a new Friday thing next year. So it's like the rights thing here is just solely international. Uh, the Craven Estate doesn't have the rights to international distribution. Okay? That can't be that hard to figure out comparatively, I mean, to some of the other shit we've seen. Halloween was in rights hell after the Weinstein company thing. And they got out of it Friday <laughs> still in rights hell. Yeah. And they, you know, they're able to make stuff happen. So it's just, I don't know. Uh, dude, I'm, I go back and forth all the time. It's literally like a hot and cold thing with me. Sometimes I'm like, I don't need another film. I don't care about that. You know, I've got plenty to enjoy. And other days I'm like, but how cool is it going to be? when we talk about the new nightmare film and I get to hear Nick say, this film is going to do 70 million opening weekend. And I say, that's a little high, Nick. I think you're wrong. And then sure enough, the film does fucking 70 million or 70 because I dude, as a, as a big fan of these movies, it would be the coolest feeling in the world to see Freddie not only come back, but whip everybody's ass again in the box office. I would take a lot of pride just as a fan in that, you know, I'd be like, God, this is so, no. this would be so cool. He ain't coming for Halloween 2018. It ain't <laughs> happening. That movie is, I don't know how it made as much as it did. I mean, I, I don't even think it all the stars aligned, dude. Jamie Lee, yeah. you know, but I will tell you if Freddie came back and it was, you know, Robert and Heather and stuff. Yeah. It's beaten scream. I, I mean, that's, that's one thing that I need to, like, it's one thing I pride myself in is box office stuff. I pay attention to that stuff, like, a lot. And 
So whenever a new movie's coming and Christian's like, how's this movie going to do? And I, and I kind of give my prediction. I'm usually pretty close. I said with Scream 6, it would do 40 million plus, And it did 43.5. And you, you would have, people in the trades were saying 30 million for, for Scream 6. And I was like, I, I think they're underestimating it. I just, I thought they were. And they were. God um, damn, he's here. I'm listening to you. No, now you, you, now you can, we're we're cooking now. God damn. Oh yeah. Oh fuck. You can normally, I don't know, just tell by like social media how big something is. Like, uh, yeah, I agree. I think you can get a pretty good gauge on it. Yeah, because it because social media. What is social media mostly made up of? Young casual moviegoers, not the hardcores like us. Most of the people are just casuals. And if a bunch of casuals are talking about a movie, it's probably gonna do pretty well. Yeah, and I, I think the word of mouth on six probably helped it out too, to get the casual people to be like, "Oh, so it's really good, huh? Maybe we should go see it." Yeah, no, it, that that does help because let me tell you something. Morbius had a pretty good opening weekend for what it was, and all the reviews came out after opening weekend. They're like, "It's fucking terrible," and, and it people stopped going. Tanked, yeah. After that, so yeah. I had fun with Morbius, by the way, guys. All right, I feel like the, uh, from this point on, the movie is going to be. Uh, we're ready to rock now. Oh yeah, we're about to get the best sequence in the movie. Yeah. So I feel like once we get to the West scene, it's rock and roll from there. I mean, there's my favorite part of this film so far is seeing Freddy drag the kid down to hell from the casket. That shit's going to stick with me. Now you just wait for the long tongue, man. The long tongue. Yeah. So, by the way, guys, there's a squirrel in my attic. And you can hear it? I can hear it right now. Is that a normal occurrence for you? or? Uh, no, no. Uh, this is something that has just started. Uh, the other night, I was sitting on the couch, and I heard something rustling around. My brother comes out. He's like, dude, there's something in the attic. I was like, yes, an animal, whatever. And last night, I finally heard it making noises. It's a squirrel. And I'm just like, how can you not get the fuck out? You got in get out like i don't i don't know i'm not freaking out about it because it's a fucking squirrel like and you know but still it is kind of annoying i'll be sitting here i was watching tv earlier and i heard it rustling around i'm like get out of my attic dude like mm. oh that would annoy the shit out of me it freaked me out too just hearing that crap you can hear my cat meowing because he just heard it making noise Uh-oh. and he'll stare at the ceiling when he hears it he would, he, oh, he'd go after it too. If it was, you know, if it somehow got into the house, he's a, that's one thing that that cat is good at hunting, hunting things. My dog, he ain't worth a shit when it comes to that. <laughs> Not worth. What was your dog's shit. name again? Your dog's name is, uh, it's Carl. Carl. Carl, Carl's chilling, dude. Yeah. No, here, you guys want to have a little look, see at Carl over there. I like Carl. Come here, Carl. He heard you. Come here, Carl. Now, now he's stretching out right there. Dude, he's chill. You can't he's see good him dude. anymore. I like him. Yeah, Carl's, well, Carl's awesome. <laughs> Big money Carl. Everybody likes Carl. <laughs> now he's just staring at me because I've been saying his name. He's like, what? what what's happening? I've Sydney, you know, we had three dogs. We just lost the one a while back. 
and I liked having three dogs. <clears throat> it's a little, sometimes it's a bit much to deal with, but Sydney was like, do you ever, th are you, do you ever want to get another dog? Are you fine with what we got now with Chevy and Owen? I'm like, I'm fine. But I was like, I've always wanted a cat. I've never owned a cat. And she's like, oh, we can't have a, we can't have a cat in the house. The dogs will kill it. And I'm looking at you. You've got a cat and a dog right now. Is it just, a, is it just, is it just, is it just a matter of acclimation or is it certain breeds that you know are good with cats and dogs? Like what's the, what's the, uh, Kylo, and he is practically a dog. Him and Carl are like, best they friends. hang out last night. They do this all the they, time, but they last talk? night, dude, last night they're both laying on the floor, heads touching. Kylo's on his back. Carl's on his back and they're touching heads. And, they'll lick each other and it's yeah i mean like it's it's not even like breed of dog i don't think it, it's about it's uh, kylo it was we got him as a kitten so he was introduced carl as a baby so like that's why they've become like butt buddies because like he's known him his entire life and so it's just kind of like but like my brother's cat kk the one that is right there um she no does not like the dog she is not a dog cat but that's because she's never you know been around dogs until she was around mine so right. it's really just about that if you get a young get a kitten i think that's what you need to do get a kitten so the cat will be comfortable with the dog and the it'll be brought up around the dog so the cat won't be afraid of the dog the trick that's, will just be yeah, the trick will just be getting your dogs to understand. Like, hey, you know, this is a new animal. But Carl understood. He didn't mess with him. <laughs> See, I love the idea of having a cat. Because I like, Sydney likes the kind of pets. First of all, that throw up that the kid did on Heather was fucking disgusting. Okay, and it was a dream. Thank God. It was fucking nasty. It looked like shit. Like, that's what it looked like. It didn't even look like throw up. It looked like the kid shit out of his mouth. Um. I like the, I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of pet owner and my Boston that passed away was the exact kind that I loved. I'm the kind of pet owner. I love to have my pet in the room with me, but I don't have to be touching them. They can be sitting next to me. And I dig that. Sydney loves the attached to the hip type. Oh, so no. Chevy and Owen, she has to have them laying on her lap, leaning up against her sides. She loves all that. And that's what Chevy <laughs> and Owen are like. And, my my dog that passed was like he'd he'd come in the room he'd see me he'd sit down and chill, I'd get up I'd go over and I when I needed to go get something I'd give him a little pet or something that's my type, and yeah. I figure cats are like that too. They like they are, they are, it, depending. But like Carl's the same way. He likes to be like if I'm sitting on the couch he's on the floor, uh, on the rug. Like you know he just likes to be near me, but. Unless I call to him, he's not going to just, he won't just jump up on the couch. Like he will not do it. Like you have to call him because he understands like I'm a dog, you know, like I, I will be near you, but I don't have to be up your butt. Uh, Zeke. Get boundaries. <laughs> yeah, he does. Zeke, however, is the most annoying cat in the world because of how needy he is. Um, he won't get on you. Like if you bring him on you, he'll lay down on you, but he always has to be right next to you like how many episodes of the podcast guys go back and watch you'll see right here on this cushion right next to me five minutes into recording he jumps up lays right there and he's like 
but he's cool. Zeke is uh he's a wild one though, man. He uh he likes to go outside and just roll around. He doesn't try to run away. He just wants to go roll in the grass. And today I got home from work. I felt so bad, man. I opened the door and Carl's right there. And uh I, you know, close the door behind me and the door like stops and I turn. Zeke tried to run out right after I opened the door, tried to run out, and the door, like and the frame hit his head. Oh god. Yeah. So then I look at him on the ground and he's like shaking his head like over and over. And I'm like, dude, did I just give you brain damage? Like, but don't try to run outside. And he heard me saying his name. He's right there. He's, he's literally a dog. I can, he'll, he'll run up and down the hallway with me. Like if I run to one end, he'll follow me, run to the other end. He'll fall. He's literally a dog. I'll be damn. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to talk to Sydney about that. Cause like, I'm, I like the idea of having a cat. That could be like cool, my man. that could be like my pet. You know, They're chill. Owen's my They're pet, chill. but yeah, I want a church kind of cat. But I looked into those those British short hair cats, dude. If you want to buy one, they're fucking expensive. I mean, we got we got Kylo online. You know, just like people that you know their cat had a litter of kittens and they couldn't keep them and they were just giving them away, giving them away. And yeah, yeah. That happens all the time because let me tell you something, cats they like to. F- fuck so uh they have a lot of babies oh i believe it oh man it's so crazy really different content tonight from us yeah you know it's so jarring seeing the level of care and and professionalism in this movie compared to like jason goes to hell it's what? clear that it's clear that like Shay and Bob and all the like the the executives dude they weren't paying a lick of a t- they they let Cunningham just deal with Jason goes to hell a thousand percent. I I almost bet money Shay didn't even look at a daily for Jason goes to hell. You know, like he was just like whatever, Sean, you're in charge, do your thing. It's just so crazy. Like the, it's to me, it's like, and look, I like Jason goes to hell. Don't get me wrong. But to me, it's just so clear. Like this movie is just like, of this is an actual legitimate film. I would show any person. I wouldn't show Jason Goes to Hell to just any person, because then they would say this is the kind of shit you watch. But I would show them. I would show anybody on the planet New Nightmare, and not be worried of judgment. You know what I mean? Like it's night and fucking day. Yeah, because New Nightmare is a film, you know, like it legitimate seriously. Yeah. Every aspect of it is so professional and and well done. And, you know, Jason goes to hell is is something is crack cocaine meth. It's got a great opening. (laughs) Seeing this big fat toad head Jason thing just hit the ground. Somebody just takes the head off camera. See hearts get eaten. <laughs> That's a show for another day, folks. Jason Slug. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't asked us to do Jason Goes to Hell yet because no, well, no you don't ever... really like it. So I never wanted to subject you to it. We did Resurrection. What are you talking about? We had fun with Resurrection, though. Yeah. And maybe watching Jason Goes to Hell with somebody that likes it could kind of educate me on some things and maybe make me appreciate it a little bit more. I just I've think watched it's, it literally two times in my life. Dude, I just 
I've watched it 200 times in my life. I just like that's the one, dude. It's never fucking Jason Cotel is never boring. It's just every scene, even with no Jason, it's fucking hysterical to me. Like, I, I've been meaning to make a YouTube video about this, dude. I want to re I want to make a YouTube video called Making Voorhees Burgers, and I'm gonna get the ground meat <laughs> and I'm gonna shape it. Like, I'm gonna do it. I'm not, I'm, I'm sick of oh, here we go. Here's a great shot of Freddy. Hold on, God. Green fedora, oh, fuck yeah, dude. Oh, look at he's yeah. a fucking monster. Oh, so we're gonna recreate the opening scene right here. I remember. Christian, one of my employees just sent a meme in the group chat. It's a bumper sticker that says, "Sorry, I'm late. I was at home. I just didn't want to come." <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Come on, let's see that girl on the roof. God, Freddy looks killer in this movie. I, I disagree with Brandon still to this day. New, uh, part two is the best look, without question. But this is this is up there. The, Brandon the, asked me, he's like, I like Scream 6, Nick. What does that say about me? I'm like, that you have taste? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> like, did you expect to not like it? This what he expected was still. That's that's what he expected. I think a lot of people. Might have we gotta get off. We gotta get off that man. I want it to. I really want it to. They're not going to do it. It's, it's a pipe too dream, on. Yeah. yeah, it's too on the nose. They're not going to do it. God damn! Look at this shit. I don't think this is as good. As well, Tina? I don't know. Actually, I think this might. This is. This is. This is in aging ways, really well to me. Yes. In some ways it is better than Tina, but I think just the impact of seeing it for the first time with Tina, I I, I think that's why I take Tina. Yeah, like, but I you're seeing Freddie up there with her in this yes. one. Yeah. God damn. Yeah, and Freddie's wearing a fucking jacket, bro. That uh, that trench coat is awesome. What a These hell nurses. Of a look. These nurses keep getting assaulted. All right now, see the movie's kicking ass now. Like I'm, I'm digging this, and I really, really love this. Freddy looks like he could stand toe to toe with the best of them. Um, dude, I, you know, honestly, I was talking about this uh, the other day. Um, and shout out to the guy on uh, that I, I sent Christian the comment. Shout out to the guy on my live stream that I did with Justin where we just like pitted each sequel from the big three against each other. He's I did like, that oh, yeah. a couple years ago too. He's like, glad to see more YouTubers ripping off Dave McRae. Uh, let me just say, we've had Dave on the show. I've, I've described to Dave for a while, but spoiler alert, I really don't watch many YouTube videos. Like I just don't do it. So I don't know what he's been doing, but um, everybody has done a video <clears throat> like that. I just had never done one. Yeah. So I thought, oh, let's do it. Um, but <laughs> yeah, dude, I, video, I did those years ago. I milk, I milked those. I did well, I mean, episodes for those too. It was, it was fun. And it was like, like 2018 you know, never, too. when I did them. Yeah. We'd never done it. And uh, you know, everybody's done it. But anyway, um, the reason I bring it up is because in that I'm, I'm getting to a point and this is going to be blasphemous to some people, but I don't give a shit. I think I might like dream master better than dream warriors. I, I might like, I really might. It's, it's hard. To, it's hard to argue it. Because there's certain things peripherally, but very important to me. Like the soundtrack for Dream Master is, in my opinion, possibly the best music from the motion picture soundtrack 
I've ever heard. Yeah, it's great. I mean, and, but, and it's it's great. It's not only great, but it ages like a fine wine because not everybody's into hair metal. And that record has it's not a hair metal soundtrack. I mean, it's no. new wave, it's punk, it's you've got that alternative stuff with uh drama rama with the I'm so sick of it tonight. Tell me what the hell is wrong. You got that kind of stuff, and you've got the divinals, which is just that soundtrack it's timeless absolutely timeless but sorry i don't i'll get going on this kind of subject but carry on about why you like dream master oh, more no no I, I that's really all i had to say but it, to your point i feel like the reason that i'm starting to like that a little bit more is one mainly i think that dream warriors was right there with freddy right there to like, this is the perfect line. But I think Dream Master is just a little bit better with Freddy. Like, I think that Freddy has just a little more character in Dream Master. And I think that that's what it is about the two. Technically, Dream Warriors is a better movie. But I think I enjoy Dream Master more because that is when Freddy was the Freddy everybody knew him as. Like, that, Super that was his Freddy. It's just so fucking yeah. fun, dude. It's so fun. You know, that shot right there. First of all, I want to say that was a hell of a sequence. Oh, yeah. Uh, with the 18-wheeler and stuff. This is aging really well for me. Um, I know it's been a, it's been a year since I've watched this movie. So that uh, this is this is I'm really enjoying the film now. Ever since we got to past the scene with Wes, I'm I'm all in. Um <laughs> dude, it's just yeah, Dream Master is so goddamn fun and it's so quotable and I actually like Tuesday as much as Patricia because Tuesday brought more elements to the Tuesday was perfect for that movie because without her, we don't get she wrote. She's the singer of that opening song. That's so fucking classic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Running from this nightmare. That's that's Heart attack Tuesday. on a one way street. Yeah, that's her. Isn't that? Yeah. 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 The song the still running from this nightmare. Sense, but yeah, you know, it's fun. Not, it doesn't matter. It's just fucking catching, you know? Well, I think I think a big reason why some people have a sour taste in their mouth for Dream Master is because they were pissed off that the, the, the living Dream Warriors got killed in the first act of the movie. I think a lot of people were like, what the fuck? They survived the last movie. You bring them back just to kill them in the first act. And it's like, yeah, but that's kind of like a horror movie rule, guys. Like, I don't know why nowadays still we have, we don't, I don't really think we have that problem nowadays. Like, you almost expect that if someone comes back for a sequel and they're not the lead, they're probably going to die. Like, we saw it with Scream in a sense with Dewey. So, I, I mean, we saw that with Judy Greer. <laughs> she died yeah, in Halloween I mean, and killed Cotton, Cotton Weary in the earlier Scream movies. He was never the lead. So, the fact that he came back, you're like, he's probably going to die. And he died like yeah. down the road. I'm, I'm not saying we need to do this next week or so. Cause it's been quite, quite a while for me down the road. I, I don't mind watching Halloween, not ends. I don't want to watch ends, but I'll, I want to revisit kills again uh, for the show. Cause I, I, I haven't, I haven't watched that one in, in quite some time. That and one's I'll, such a blast, man. So fun. So oh fun. God. Look at this shit. Saxon like, looks the same in 94 as he did in 84. Yeah. He's fucking great. I mean, dude, 
he if you start watching more italian stuff you're gonna see him in so many goddamn movies he is in all of those fucking movies saxon is just in everything fucking nightmare beach tenebrae he just shows up in all that shit he was like the american actor in those movies i was gonna make a joke about freddie standing there under the sheet and be like yeah that's my that's my sheets in the morning you know because he basically just looks like a giant boner. Giant boner. Yeah. <laughs> God damn, dude. Speaking of giant boners, guys. Um, We're really getting post. to see him right here, man. And it's fucking great. I'm sorry. It's oh, just yeah. like I said, it's been a while. And I forgot that you really get to absorb him in this movie during mm-hmm. the second half. And it's fucking great. Look at the Nosferatu shot. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to tell everybody that may not have seen it. I made a post on Twitter yesterday. Um, we had get, we'd been getting a lot of comments from you guys about you guys should do like kind of like a I don't know more inappropriate version of the podcast. Uh, get into if you can imagine stories. that. Yeah, I know. And uh, I had been messaged about it. We'd seen comments when we did live streams, and I ran up by Christian, and he was like, "Yeah, screw it." So we are going to do it uh, because we already have our own channels and jobs, and you know, other, other things going on in life. It's not going to be like the podcast where it's going to be every week. It's going to be once a month because we're going to have to add an extra recording now on our schedule. Um, and what we'll probably end up doing is like do an episode. And then one we once we wrap the weekly episode, we'll probably record that episode. It won't be as long as these ones. These are probably more like 30 minute to an hour type things, but they're going to be live streams, so you guys can ask whatever off-the-wall, not-safe-for-work questions in those live streams. But here's the kicker. You have to be a patron of Christian or I. You have to. Like, we're not <laughs> going to put this stuff on YouTube because we're going we're gonna to talk about anything. So... Like you don't you, want, yeah, yeah. Never mind. I'm not even gonna say it. <laughs> I mean, you got. When I say that, I'm not kidding, guys. Like you, we're gonna talk about anything. Like so, just understand. Um, you you got to be a patron, but you'll be able to be a part of it, and you'll be able to ask whatever and find out a lot of shit <laughs> that you may want to know. So I'll talk about it. Dude. I'll talk. I'll talk about my worst breakup where I fucking almost chopped the whole tree down out of anger, and I'll go into all that shit. Yeah, I don't, and I I don't am, give a fuck. I'm, I'm excited to do it. So uh, I would, I, we're going to start it next month in April since it's literally the end of March right now. So there will be an episode of it. The idea of calling it, you need it after dark. Um, so I think that's just what we're going to call it. But again, it's not going to be something you're going to be able to get on the main feed. You won't be able to get it on Spotify, I, I you know, uh, Apple Podcasts, none of that. You will have to be a patron of ours. We both have tiers, I think, on Patreon for a dollar. And like, believe me, I get it. Like, you know, money is tight for me most of the time, but a buck ain't bad. And buck is a buck. Yeah, yeah, it's a buck, and you'll get an extra unique episode every month on top of already getting early access to the weekly episodes if you're a patron and other things. So yeah, I mean it's it's worth it. So if you guys want to do that, head over to Planet CHH. All right. Actually, I think he's Christian and a horse still on uh, Patreon or uh, I updated the it. driving. I updated okay. it. I am a patron of Christians, but I rarely ever use Patreon, especially because a lot of the times, you know, he posts the episodes early and then I share the link on mine and post it early. Right. But I've already listened to the episode. So because I you know, we recorded it. So, um, yeah, but it's a buck. 
And uh, if the only thing you're getting out of it is an extra episode of the podcast a mo every month for a dollar, I think that's, I think that's pretty good. It's a but, killer deal. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm I'm down with the idea. I'm down with the idea for sure. Uh, man, that's seeing Freddy in this movie now. It's just here's like, the God thing, damn. though, Christian. How many sleeping pills does this bitch need? She's gonna know. die. She's, she's yeah. gonna. It's almost like she's trying to. Yeah. I love sleeping this. pills or those uppers. She's taking sleep, right now. Uh, oh, she's. Pills. Oh, she did right. Yep. She's. She's trying to. I love this transition though. Coming up right here. Yeah. This, see, this is where Wes like knew how to be artsy, if you will. Not no, not in a facetious way, like in a good way. Like this is where the filmmaker really came out. This, exactly, exactly. Yep. Like that shit. This shit is so cool. That's it so is. like, who didn't want to do that when they were a kid too? You know, like you build a fort or something, and you just you wanted it to be like fucking endless. Go, but when she's about to come out of this mouth. It's awesome. And the oh, fact dude. that they built this set and stuff was just so freaking cool. Yeah. God damn. Look at that goddamn mouth, dude. Oh, my God. That's fucking crazy. All right. CGI is a little shitty, but yeah, I'm, yeah. It's, 90, it's 94. You can't, you know. Yeah. Limitations, man. You can only do so much. I love the water. Reminds me of Dream Child. I love that kind of shit, gothic stuff and like fucking just water. Like, look at this. Where where is this? You can tell me they built this. Yes, they built it's it. Fucking beautiful. It's a set. Good God. I would assume most of the money on the budget went to this. Like, seriously. Okay, so yeah, I feel like this was the set that we saw in the beginning of the movie, and they double meted. You know, no, that's, it was that's like, what I was it, saying at the beginning. Is like, I wonder if they just repurposed it. You know, they had I, to have. Yeah. And we saw the outside of this in the beginning of the movie. Like, oh, it's a double meta. That's fucking killer. I don't know why I never really thought about that till just now. That I, I'm, I'm going to give extra points for that. That's cool. Because now she's on the set of the movie that she was dreaming. Like, it, God, it's even deeper than that because that was a dream. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, dude. This is like the ripple effect times a thousand. <laughs> God damn. She looks good with that uh, wet hair, too. God, she's pretty in this movie. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I'm. I loved me. Young man. I loved me some Jamie Lee Curtis. Don't get me wrong, but I never was like attracted to Jamie Lee. But Heather in this movie, she could get it. She's, she's foxy, dude. Yeah. It's a good question. I will. No, no, that's not even fair. I think the easy. Well, I don't know. I was going to say which big three franchise had the hottest leading ladies. And most people would say, well, Friday the 13th, because that was like a prerequisite. You know, they wanted to get hot chicks that would be topless. Like that was the point. But Halloween's getting up there, man. It really is. You've had Allison in the new trilogy, Danielle Harris in Rob Zombie's movies, Scout Taylor Compton in Rob Zombie's movies, Ellie Cornell, Kathleen Kenmont. Like Halloween's up there, too. I, 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 Nightmare has some, you know, some lookers too. I would probably still give the edge to Friday just because, like, that was you literally were not going to land a Friday the 13th role as a female unless you were one, willing to show your boobs, or two, very attractive. Like, I'll tell you right now who I love. First of all, this Heather right here, 
I this is like the kind of girl I just want to take her out somewhere nice. You know, <laughs> like she's beautiful. I love her. And I now that I'm the age of her, basically, um, she's just so like I'm so into her. Cause like I'm around her it because I'm 30 and I'm actually gonna be 31 and fuck, I can't believe this. My birthday's on April 8th. I'm gonna be 31. This shit, shit is ridiculous. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be 31 in, in less than two weeks. It's fucking crazy. Um, I'll tell you who I think is another one that is just I, I like strong women that have like an appeal of like they can handle themselves, but they're still very feminine and just uh sexy is Lisa Zane from Freddy's Dead, dude. Oh I, fuck yeah, she is, dude. She's yeah. got that, you know what I mean? She like she's she's like that kind of broad you can take out and you can talk to her and she'll she'll be very confident with you. She has no mm -hmm. prop. Like I like girly girls too, but something about like like Lisa Zane is a fucking woman. Yeah, in, in that movie, Lisa Zane gives you the vibe that she's the type of woman. She's got goals and aspirations and a nice career, and like, you know, she She's like she's got her shit in order. She's like a just comes across as that type of lady. She's not all just about looks. Like she means business too. And that yeah. 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 So she's honestly and my taste changes as I get older, I guess. But she is in my top five of my favorite quote unquote final girls from these movies. I adore Trish from the final chapter. God, I she mean, is sexy. we have we have said this many times on this podcast and just amongst each other, but I have to say it again. It cannot be understated. I don't know if I have ever seen a woman age as well. Scout Taylor. As Scout Compton. Taylor Compton. I mean, Jesus, Jesus it, Christ. I sweat when I look at pictures of her. Dude. That, She's that woman is gorgeous. Like, and it's so funny because years ago, like back in the Rob Zombie era, everyone was fawning over Danielle Harris in those movies. And it's like, Danielle's still cute as hell, but like Scout is just, it's another level now. I mean, I, I, I look at her and I'm like, you could be a supermodel. Like, yeah, God damn, dude, look at this set. Holy shit. That slow-mo shot of him coming down the stairs. And this yeah. is fucking beautiful. You guys know this is nothing new for us, by the way. We always, yeah, we always end up somehow talking about how Scout Taylor Compton's hot. I mean, dude, just, what, I mean, what's wrong with talking about beautiful women? Everybody, I mean, you know all. what I mean? And these I are, love... they, these women, these, these are successful women with, with good careers and, you know, good heads on their shoulders. They just also happen to be very attractive. God damn, Nick, this is some visual shit right here. I forgot how good this was. Oh, yeah, just wait till the extendo arm comes out. Can you? Um, I need this on 4K yesterday. God, this is I'm telling beautiful. you, this is one of those movies that, like, especially with certain Nightmare fans that don't go back and watch this movie a lot because it's not your prototypical Nightmare movie. But when you watch it, you're like, well, that movie's actually really good. Dude, like, this shit is killer. It gets lost in the shuffle because it's not your prototypical nightmare movie, but it's a good fucking movie, man. Yeah. Wet West is owning owning this stuff right here. Oh, here we go with the long arm. And I love that kind of stuff right here. Like this is great. Even funny. though it even though it looks tacky a little bit, it's nightmarish. It's not supposed to look realistic, which you can oh, call it a cop out, but I think it it just fucking works. When man. I was watching this with my mom like last month, right when Heather stepped on the step right there, she goes, Oh, that's like the first one. I was like yeah, mom. That's the fucking point. <laughs> yeah. God damn, this is good shit. Freddy, like with the flames reflecting off of him. Oh, look at that with the stairs. God, I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, this is good my shit. mom immediately saw that and was like, that's like the first one. This is good shit. Oh, here we go. Here we go. 
Oh, I see his eyes rolling to the back of his oh, head, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's fucking great. That is great shit. <laughs> God damn. He's like a snake. You know, it's like not chewing. It's just he's swallowing she him. him. She stabbed him in the dick. I think she did. I think she did, too. That or the butt. I, I like the... Uh, skeleton-esque glove hand. I'm not in love with it, but quite frankly, it's not one of those things where I could tell you what I think would have been better. Like, I don't have another idea besides you- the glove, but then that would be... I, I get that. You don't want to do the glove because that's that's movie Freddy. Well, no, and also this movie, the, a lot of what this movie's playing on is like... Um, biblical themes and imagery right so it's supposed to look more demonic it's supposed like yeah i i I dig that a lot uh i i loved on never sleep again when heather was talking about doing this scene and she was like this scene was like the worst because i had to have this long tongue appliance wrapped around my face and every man on set couldn't stop making jokes about it because you know you know like yeah the appearance of it and she like and i'm like honestly yeah i i bet that did suck god this is this whole stuff is fucking beautiful though i can't believe how good it looks oh he's like obby now and uh saw two oh yeah he's got a snake tongue yep it's such a great look of freddy I, I I see how people can really dig it too, and I I like it. It's he's mean. He he. Oh, the devil horn, Freddy! Here we go! Fuck yeah, dude! Mm-hmm. <laughs> God damn! Uh, this set is something else. I swear to God, it is something else. Christian, you know I, I'm thinking about when we look at certain effects and we talk about certain movies and franchises. <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. I just don't know how you could take, I just don't know. I feel like this movie is objectively better than a few of the Nightmare movies. I I do think it is. Without question. As a matter of fact, I didn't rank it low when I ranked it a couple years ago now. And I'm not redoing that. I'm sticking with it. I Dude, it was like number four. Until the new movie comes out, and then you'll have to re-rank it. Yeah, because like I, I remember I watched it. I st- I'll save it for we're about, we're about to be done with the movie and we'll talk about it. But like, dude, there's some stuff you you literally and I remember I ranked it right after seeing it. But dude, there's some stuff I, I find fairly undeniable about it. Of how good it can be. I do feel like so. there sometimes the argument need we sometimes we do have to say like it is very important to sometimes say. We are not like this movie may not be for me. It's not my cup of tea, but it's a good movie. And like, I feel like as horror fans and just fans of film in general, no matter the genre, sometimes that gets lost. And like people can't distinguish between the two and and give credit where credit's due because it's not for them. They're like, it just sucks. I'm like, that's not this. Like, no, no. Yeah, I was trying to read too, like the the script that she's looking at. It's the movie that just happened, yep. and it's so clever. I mean, it really is. 
Dude, just imagine if this movie if this movie had the pace of Scream, because Scream is literally the right beep, beats per minute. The you know why? Beats per minute. The the reason the difference is Scream peppered in a few kills in there. I think that's what it was. I think that in a slasher movie, and clearly Wes was trying to do something more high art than slasher with this movie, and I totally get that. But at its core, it is a slasher movie in a sense. And with that type of movie, you have to pepper in every 15 or 20 minutes. You've got to have a kill. You have to have like an, an action scene. And I just, if if this movie, it didn't even have to be Freddy. It could have just been the glove that killed her husband. Yeah. You know, there just needed to be one or two more of those in that second act to really like get you, or the first act really, to really like keep you throughout it. Like you had the good, the good one of him in the 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 casket. That like shit's that, fucking awesome. Yeah, that seems cool, but we didn't get enough of those in the first act. I think. Right. Yeah, yeah, and that's another another thing about this dude. There is no levity in this movie at all, from what I can, from what I see. Like very, nothing is very, very dour. Very nothing is funny about this movie. You know, there's not a except damn when Freddy, thing. except when the glove takes the claw. And like pokes her husband's dick. Yeah. That, that's kind of that's kind of fun. <laughs> like I feel like even in the first one, there were things that I could imagine the audience chuckling at, like when Glenn falls asleep and, and Nancy goes, Glenn, you bastard. You fell asleep. Like people are like us, oh, you fell asleep. Like I could see people laughing at that. This one is just like a just a straight, solid dark shade of gray. And I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I I, I I like touches of levity every now and again, um, but this movie didn't didn't doesn't have that at all. Yeah, but I think the mark of a lot of these like truly iconic franchises is at some point, especially when you've been going so long, you have to have a movie like that that yeah. is kind of a change of pace. That like Halloween Six is one of those movies. Yeah, there's, there's not a lot of jokiness. That. Yeah, it's it's very it's dark. Well, yeah. It is dark. I mean, I guess you could laugh at the fucking. I laugh at, and I, I laugh at the stepdad or the dad simply because he's just a fucking asshole. But it's not funny. It's not. Like, yeah, it's, it it's is. But funny. it isn't. Yeah. So. <laughs> and then like. <laughs> That's the best line. <laughs> I know. Dude, his delivery. You that little bastard ears. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just give her all our goddamn money? Shit. I love when he comes home drunk and he's like, Deborah, <laughs> I'm home. And he's like looking around. He's like, God damn it. She actually left. Like he didn't think she would. Yeah. Oh, no, man. You, well, yeah. Guys, I mean, you already Christian out of five stars. I mean, what would you give New Nightmare? I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it. I'll tell you, I'm going four. I'm going four stars. I was going to say, I was going to go three and a half. But I, I, I think the second half of this movie is so goddamn good. Like once we get to the scene of once we get to the scene of Wes Craven giving Nancy the lines where he's got his little shit eating grin and he's, you know, once we get to that point, it is fucking awesome. So goddamn good. Um visually, it it's 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 way quicker. Uh uh, Freddie looks fantastic in this movie. The way he shot too, they 
a lot of the way they shot him is down looking up, right? So he has mm -hmm. this fucking domineering uh, style to him, you know? I feel silly, yep. you know? I've got a wall of Nightmare on Elm Street shit, and, like... But then again, I, I don't want to watch these movies that often because I don't want to get sick of them. So, like, I feel like I'm rediscovering things about this movie, I, and, uh, you know... I hear you, but I honestly... This is how I've always felt, and I say the same thing. I say this, and I don't... I do the same thing as you. I literally only watch the Halloween movies, like, pretty much ever in October, and most Octobers, I don't even watch all of them. So I pretty much... I don't watch them a lot, just like you don't watch Snymer. But I will say, I if you truly love something, whether it's a person, a movie, whatever it is, you never get tired of it. You just don't. Right. So that's like, I know that if it, it could be spring and I could pop on a Halloween movie and I'm still going to love it. Like, I, I just am. Like, I'm sure. just still going to love it. So, but I get it. You want to make it an event sometimes. Like, I love when it's October and I usually wait till about two weeks before Halloween. Cause there's 13 Halloween movies now. And I start the nightly watches leading up to Halloween and it's cool. It's like an event, but you know, some years I, I don't get around to all of them. Last October, I didn't watch resurrection. I didn't watch H2O and I didn't watch, uh, I think Rob zombies first, but I watched every other one. I think I don't even remember what I did. Can't even tell you. Probably whatever the 4Ks were that came out. Those are the ones I checked out. I mean, we got one through <laughs> eight. So this needs I mean, to be the, I mean, year, the, ones guys. That, the ones that came out last year, the ones yeah. that I watched, which was six, six seven, eight. eight. Yeah. This needs to be the year, guys. We we need to we need to manifest Rob Zombies Halloween movies on 4K this year. We need it. It's gotta happen. We'll see. Yeah, funny story before we go. Uh, my assistant leaves his tablet at work and uh, to, you know, play the music on the overhead speakers so we don't have to listen to the radio. And uh, I sent Christian a picture like two weeks ago. I was playing the Devil's Rejects soundtrack. because It's a great soundtrack. I mean, it's 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 phenomenal. I mean, it, I, I love that soundtrack. And uh, he saw it on the search history and he said to me the other day, he's like, yeah, so I saw like the Devil's Rejects like soundtrack on my search history. And like I just clicked on it just out of curiosity. He's like. It's a really good soundtrack. It has like a bunch of really good songs on it. I'm like, yeah, Rob Zombie loves 70s music. So like he just like peppers it all throughout his movies. He was like, when I saw the track listings, I was like, I think I need to watch this movie. And I was like, you should watch it. And but I I I did not I did not tell him to watch House of a Thousand Corpses first. And some of you guys might go, What the fuck? Where am I? I I agree. House of a Thousand Corpses is better than Devil's Rejects. I prefer to Devil's Rejects, but I do think Devil's Rejects can stand alone. And I think Rob did that on purpose. I really, really do. I think that Rob's intention was you don't have to see that music video movie I made, you know, years ago. You can just watch this understanding from the beginning. This is a really fucked up family. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so hopefully he likes it. I'll let you guys know what he thinks uh, after he watches it. He watched mm -hmm. Cannibal Holocaust and he said it sucked. So he's an idiot. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, I'm glad I picked this. This was fun. I, um, man, I'm going to be thinking about those that, uh, I don't know what you call it, a cave scene, whatever, whatever that whole thing is. That shit was beautiful. That's hell, bro. That's that was hell. Fucking awesome. That was so cool. You know, having a big screen in here now where I can really digest everything on the image, too, is just, God, it's killer shit. Killer yeah. shit. 
I, I yeah, I'm gonna go four stars. Go four stars. Um, getting four for me too, guys. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think that this movie's aging well. It's just, you know, I just find the first forty. 45% just a little slow. But there's still scenes in there that I like. I mean, I love that uh um talk show scene. Hysterical. Oh yeah. I love seeing Freddie in there and stuff. And mm-hmm. there we go, guys. That was Wes Craven's new nightmare. I just I felt it was right to uh do this with all with because of Scream and meta stuff and you know all that kind of stuff, you know, this movie. You know, it felt right. So, well, I'm glad we did New Nightmare. Christian doesn't know this, guys, but um, here in the next three weeks, one of our next three episodes is going to have to be Evil Dead related with Evil Dead Rise now three weeks away. So don't know if that'll be a watch along with one of the movies. I don't know. I don't know what it'll be, but over yeah, these next fine. three weeks, we're gonna do and and if if Christian has his way, it'll be Army of Darkness watch along, which I'm cool with. But yeah, uh, we'll definitely we'll throw some Evil Dead in there, and like I said, this month we'll uh, we'll do the first episode of the <laughs> patron exclusive extension of the podcast, and it should be cool. We're closing in on a hundred episodes. We will be at a hundred episodes in like within two months, which is wild. Episode a hundred, we still have some ideas off of each other. We're pretty sure that we want episode 100 to have Lee and Piz on it. Um, what the subject matter will be, who the fuck knows? But um, it'll be a big, it'll be a big deal. It, it'll be a big episode. We're gonna, I mean, you gotta go all out for 100 episodes. Like you, you literally have to. So, yeah, that'll be fun. And I want to do a thing too. I'm gonna set up an email if people wanna, like in the beginning of the episode, if people wanna do like a like a if they want to be like, congratulations on hundred episodes, love the podcast, or whatever, we could set up an email where people can send us little clips and we can put it. I can make a compilation that we can play in the beginning of the podcast. That'd be fun. Nice little momentum. Yeah. So I could set that up. Yeah, absolutely. What was um, this? 92, 93? This is 93. 93. Okay, cool. Wow. 93. Mm-hmm. We should hit it this summer then. If we'll hit it that. we'll hit it in may wow end of may i'll be a son of a bitch yeah all right guys well listen four stars for a new nightmare i i i, I don't i i'd like to know uh what the criticisms are for people that don't like it i think that this film is fucking beautiful at that final scene i think it's some of the best the series has to offer visually um think i think that freddie was shot so well I, I i really noticed this time the way they shot him from the ground up made him look like a fucking monster which is great um oh yeah great movie a, a great time just a little slow in the beginning but uh, uh you know there it is guys new nightmare please let us know your story with this film did you get to see it in theaters has your opinion changed on it your thoughts on the look all that good stuff i think i titled this episode the 90s meta piece which I thought was clever, but honestly, it's really not. I'm sure that's not even a word I created, but it is the '90s meta piece. That's I'm, I'm that's how I feel about it. So thank you guys for another week with us of the You Need a Horror podcast. Stick with us. We'll be back before you know it. If you're listening to this, have a great rest of your trip. Maybe you're at your destination now. 
And if you are, check your list and make sure you get all your groceries that you needed. And we love you. Yes. And we'll see you guys next time.